0: Hey everybody, this is Pete Orbit Grant with Slim Jim. In another edition of the Grapefruit Agenda, where we summarize, analyze, criticize, scrutinize, but don't subsidize what passes for news on the Treasure Coast, the state of Florida, and around the country. Why Grapefruit? Because we're sweet on conservatism and sour on liberalism. Today's episode is news versus fake news. Fake news. Fake news we see all around us. I'm looking at our... Our journals around here, Treasure Coast News, Press Journal, uh, T.C. Palm, up and down the coast. I'm looking at the, the Palm Beach Post, the West Palms, at West Palm. No, it's just the Palm Beach Post, the Jacksonville paper, the Tallahassee paper. A lot of fake news out there. We're swamped by the swamp news. So it's kind of unfair to see this leftist flood of fake news. And we have to fight back. We have to fight back and find the real news. So when we started this thing, Slim Jim and I, we referenced uh, Fiorella, Fiorella LaGuardia in New York City. I think it was during the 30s, during the Depression. Newspapers went on strike. And so Fiorella sat there on a Sunday morning and read the comics to all of New York. So they had so many papers in New York at the time, the, the Telegraph and the Post and the Times and the whatever. They have five or six, seven papers, a lot of papers. And so imagine all the different angles from all the people in New York. That were there. They're boiling down now. We've got one paper per mm, coast, one paper per half a county, uh, or amalgamation of counties. I mean, we have one paper. So we have to look at the different media that we get. Of course, a lot of papers are going down. Everybody's watching their TikToks and their uh, face news and the things that are, hand, are handheld. But in the world of papers, in the real world of journalism, it's still going on. It's still going on. So my job is to alert you about what's going on in the papers. These these things here, you hear them? The, the papers. So the first thing I want to point out is our, our daily paper today. The kind of headline they espouse would be good journalism would be, GOP takes up rallying cry, Stand with Trump. And there's a picture of Kevin McCarthy there saying, stand with Trump. He's not saying it really because he's doing it in an email. But the USA Today and the Associated Press say he's making a rallying cry, stand with Trump. Well, he wrote it in an email. Speaker Kevin McCarthy dashed off a fundraising email decrying the witch hunt against the former president and urging donors to sign up and stand with Trump. But it's not a rallying cry. Can you imagine the people who were down in Miami last week when Trump was arranged, all in one voice yelling, stand with Trump, stand with Trump. I don't think it's not a rallying cry. But under, underneath the headline, here's the Associated Press. Republicans amplify attacks on justice system. Now, it's not the justice system that we're amplifying our dread and our hate on. It's parts of the justice system, like the FBI and people in the DOJ. Garland, who's got this selective prosecution going on. So it's not against the whole justice system. I mean, your local judges, are we against them? Are we attacking them? We, I mean, we... So, a rallying cry is not stand with Trump. We're not attacking the justice system. Parts of it, absolutely. Rallying cry. You know, remember rallying cry? I went to Cal Berkeley, Slim Jim. Where did Slim Jim go? We'll figure that out. I went to Cal Berkeley where our rallying cry was hey, hey, LBJ, how many kids did you kill today? That's a rallying cry. Obama. Remember Obama's hope and change? Rallying cry. I'm not sure they yelled that in the squares of Harvard and Yale anyway. But remember the old one, if you've studied U.S. history? Tippy Canoe and Tyler, too. That's a, a rallying cry. But stand with Trump? Different, different from a rallying cry. Here's page uh, page five. Here's what they call news. Associated Press. Associated Press, same paper. And here's the headline. How much prison could Trump face? This is the news. So the news is in the form of a Question. How is a question news, Grapefruits? So subhead, subtext, subhead. Past cases brought steep punishment for document hoarders. So that that if you came from Mars, if you just landed on Mars, you'd say, why is this guy with the yellow hair going on trial? What are they getting him for? How many people did he kill? But what they're talking about in this Associated Press piece is hoarding, document hoarding. Here's the the resolution, the resolution of uh, cases in the past. So they're referring to a case that was the uh, hoarding of papers, the Espionage Act and the Hoarding of Papers. So there's this guy named Martin. Let's let's read this paragraph here. Uh, The resolution of that case. This case from Martin from oh, 1940s looms as an ominous guidepost for the legal jeopardy Trump could face as he confronts 37 counts, 31 under the same century-old Espionage Act. Remember those old acts, the Espionage Acts? Like you're telling people, you're telling people where the uh, the, the submarines are. That's the Espionage Act. Hoarding papers, not espionage. But it was the Mr. Martin, a guy named Martin from centuries ago, and other defendants, alleged to have illegally retained classified documents, even many, like Martin, who have pleaded guilty and accepted responsibility, have nonetheless been socked with long prison terms. So here's a quote from, let's see, who's a defense lawyer. Okay. When they decide to pursue a willful mishandling case, it's to send a message that we take these cases very seriously, said Michael Zweiback, a defense lawyer and former Justice Department prosecutor. Defense lawyer? Defense department? <laughs> Justice Department prosecutor, same thing. They almost always are seeking jail time. So as they go through the story, how much prison could Trump face? And they refer to this Martin case, the FBI investigating a guy named Martin in 2016. Here it is, Maryland. Martin's Maryland property. The fall of 2016 found classified documents, including material at the top secret level, strewn about his home, car, and storage shed. So when they re- reference this Maybe he had some dealings. I mean, they were strewn. Were they sold? Did Trump sell secrets? Did he give them to Putin? What was the motivation? What is the harm? To actually have a crime, there must be some harm done. Someone must complain, other than the DOJ. Because if you're doing 56 and a 55, what is the harm? But is that selective punishment. It sure is. Past cases brought steep punishments for document hoarders. Is there a crime called document hoarding? Or is it just defiance? Maybe it's just slipshod paper keeping. Here's the other. Oh, this is two days ago. Two days ago. Same paper. This is USA Today. Proud of themselves. Proud of themselves. And so their headline, again, a question. Will Trump's legal troubles change anything? Former president uses charges to cement his 2024 standing. So the whole article is the irony that the more they charge Trump, the more he's cementing his standing, referring to his 24 candidacy. That's what they're talking about. But the front pages, this is what gets us, the rallying cries, the questions. How much prison time should Trump do for hoarding? Guy coming from, uh, from Brazil, from, uh, from Paraguay. They're putting the orange man on trial for hoarding. And Trump would say, Hoarding? I, I didn't do any hoarding. No hoarding. Yeah, I'm horny. Trump would say, No, no, hoarding. Hoarding. Okay. Let's go on to some real news. So fake news versus real news. I happen to get the Wall Street Journal now delivered to my house in explic- inexplicably. I'm not sure why they're delivering it. I get it online. By the way, grapefruit is great things to do. Go online. Get subscribed to Washington Post, $10 a month, $10 a month. And you can see the nuts, the people who are excoriating Trump and the left and us MAGAs. The MAGAs, according to Jean-Pierre, we are the MAGAs. So we can go there and comment on all the news. They have got places where you can comment. You've got to see the hate that is out there in Washington Postville. Washington, uh, Wall Street Journal has comment sections, so we're a little more civilized. So I turned to the Wall Street Journal, or they place it on my doorstep, and I see rift widens between GOP and big corporate donors. Interesting. This is the, their own Wall Street Journal. It's not AP. It's not USA Today. Not Bloomberg or CNN. It's Wall Street Journal. So it's all about how the Republicans are getting more monies from little guys like you and me, grapefruiters. More money from us instead of people like Soros or Gates or jobs, or a bunch of other big, big, billionaires. So it's really making it more legit, more legit to contribute to the Republicans. Not only Trump, local Republicans, if they're conservative enough. So the story goes on to say that the rift is between the people who are in the corporate section, and these are the ones that are really going woke. These are the wokesters. These are the Disneyland people. These are the Facebook people. These are the people who are afraid. This is baseball, Major League Baseball, Coca-Cola, United Airlines. These are the ones who are packing up all this packaging of wokeness and delivering it to the locals, including your local school district. So if we can see that the less we rely on big corporate donors, I think the more kosher all your campaign money is going to be. So I like the Wall Street Journal starting off with that. I also like some of the news. This is news now. Here's some news. Some Republicans take out anger on FBI Project. So if the Republicans are angry, do you think we should be angry, grapefruiters, that they're trying to prosecute the 45th president, the man who's leading the Republican Party for 24? Do you think we should be angry? What kind of anger, anger is justified? Justified anger. Some Republicans take out anger on FBI Project, but this is pretty funny. Some Republicans in Congress are threatening to block nominees and funding for the Justice Department and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. That's the FBI between you and me, folks, in response to the prosecution of Donald Trump, the former GOP president. Very interesting. In recent days, some House Republicans have begun coalescing around a plan to eliminate funding for a new FBI headquarters in response to the Bureau's role in the indictment the most clearly defined piece of multi-pronged attack on the Justice Department. House Speaker McCarthy has expressed support for the idea of scuttling the project. So he says, stand with Trump and deny the FBI their new building. I think this is pretty active. This is pretty cool. It sends a message to the FBI. They have to act more responsibly if they want us to spend over a billion dollars, way over a billion dollars, said Representative Andy Harris, a member of the House Appropriations Committee. There's some news. Marjorie Taylor Greene, in the same article, by Lindsey Weiss and Chauvin and Hughes, Wall Street Journal. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's got to go a little bit farther, I think, folks, also has proposed a measure that would defund Special Counsel Jack Smith's office and its investigation into Trump's handling of the classified documents, while J.D. Vance from Ohio said he would put a hold on all Justice Department nominees indefinitely, except for those nominated to serve in the U.S. Marshal Service. This seems pretty rational, doesn't it, Grapefruiters? Yeah, let's take away some money. Here's an article on the same page about Garland. Here's Garland. Garland says special counsel is committed to the rule of law. So let me quote a couple of things that he explains about the law that is, laws law has been transcended, okay? Mr. Trump transcended these laws. So it says, Attorney Merrick Garland, this is Washington, Attorney Merrick Garland defended Special Counsel Jack Smith in his first public comment since the unprecedented federal indictment of former President Donald Trump, who has lashed out at prosecutors and called himself the victim of a political prosecution. As I said when I appointed Mr. Smith, Garland said, I did so because it underscores the Justice Department's commitment to both independence and accountability, Garland said. Now, independence meaning that no one else would do it? Garland is pissed he hates Trump. They didn't make him POTUS. I mean, they didn't put him on the court. SCOTUS, not the POTUS. The POTUS didn't put him on the SCOTUS. So Garland wants revenge. Simple. Simple. So we're looking at the law that he says no one is above. No one's above the law. So which law is that? Is that the sabotage law? Is that what that is? Which law is it? The hoarding law? Hoarding law. That wasn't a hoarding. The hoarding law. Were you kidding? No. You can't hoard. So it's nebulous. This law is nebulous to begin with. And Trump keeps saying, keeps saying he's going to make sure that this is going to be delineated. He has the Presidential Powers Act. Who was president? He was. So we can see that the Wall Street Journal is more on the money than anybody else. Uh, One more thing. Well, a couple more. Here's GOP. This is just one page. This is news, people. This is the news versus the fake news. GOP fails in effort to punish Representative Schiff. Now we remember Mr. Schiff who said, I've got the I've got it all right here. I've got the proof. Trump is Putin's puppet. Yeah, it's him years, for years, he backed up the FBI's lies. And those 15 people from the uh, CIA and all the, the uh, internal investigative committees that lied about the, the, Russian, the Russian collusion. So Republicans say Schiff's charges of collusion amount to the spreading of conspiracy theories intending to damage Trump. That's what he did. Schiff has said that the evidence of collusion was in plain sight based on the reported contacts between Russians and his campaign. So he dangled these things out there, like Joe McCarthy in the 50s. We got the commies right here on this list. Never furnished them. Never had any proof. Lied to everybody. So they're trying to punish Representative Schiff. And what's the word? To censure him. To censure him. He's a non-person. What they're trying to do with that dude Santos, I think, on Long Island. Censure him make him put up or shut up. So uh, I guess the Republicans didn't want to go there. The Republicans didn't go there because they failed in the effort to punish him. I got word that uh, a local rep here, Posey, from this area, from the Treasure Coast, uh, was one of the ones, I guess there were 20, 20 Republicans who said they didn't want to go there. Didn't want to go there. Didn't want to go and punish Schiff for being the lying scum that he is. But Garland does. Garland does. So he went there. One more. Here's the Trump judge. The judge is going to be taking the case, Eileen Cannon, down in uh, Miami. So they were so, uh, uh, what's the word? They were so indignant, more than indignant. They were shocked. The Dems were shocked that they could have a Trump-appointed judge is going to handle the case. Well, that that can't be justice because we know that the judges are biased, but they're not in New York. So the judge in New York that was handling the Bragg case the Bragg case for not only the assault, but the other Bragg case, that the judge was actually, his wife was a, a Democrat donor. She was on the Democratic team. But in this case, we know that this judge is biased. Wasn't biased there, but down in Miami, she's biased, Eileen Cannon. So the Trump case puts judge in the spotlight. So apparently, this is Ms. Cannon. She was born in 1981 in, in Columbia. That's down in South America graduated from Duke Michigan Law School after working as an associate at the law firm Gibson, yada, yada, yada. So she must be biased because she's a Republican reported by Trump. But Alvin Bragg is not biased because he's a Democrat and Garland loves him. So we can see the bias here and the newspapers that back up each side. So when we see the biases being piled up, are we really, really assured that the Department of Justice is on the square? When Trump case puts judge in spotlight and the Dems want to say she might be somebody that's suspect, we got we gotta make a little have to be a little skeptical. So we're not counting on the Wall Street Journal to deliver us the truth and light. I mean, they're not a Trumper. They don't want Trump in there anywhere near the presidency. So far as I can tell. Either does the National Review or my favorite, the Washington Examiner. They're anti Trump for President not so much jail, mr trump but as we see these different angles of the news we see the the radical left news usa today ap those things the cnners and then we see some people like the wall street journal like uh, federal the federalist the washington examiner the new york post pose them up against new york times washington post it's a battle out there people it's a battle Well, for Slim Jim, this is P. Norman Grant. We'll see you next time. And remember to squeeze in a grapefruit agenda whenever you can.